know that of these guys that have gone before, there's actually a little bit of a battle in their own heart. They're, they're wanting to go again. And some of you are um, in this room, and the Lord's put Nepal on your mind in a kind of a front lines, pioneering type situation there. And I encourage you to talk to Robbie, get word to him about your interest in being a part of what's continuing there and what we're continuing to do to reach the being of Nepal. Now, Jason mentioned just a moment ago, or, or actually Tim mentioned just a little bit ago, I guess both of them did, that we wanted to just let you sit down this morning and enjoy the songs and, and uh, begin our Christmas celebration. And I just thought I'm going to take advantage of that too. I think I'm going to sit down. So I'm going to... Uh, Grab a stool here and a chair, and and it really kind of, I was thinking this week, what I really wanted to do, and what I want to share today is sit down with every one of you at your kitchen table, or sit down with you in your den, and just be able to talk to you a little bit about what God's up to, and the excitement that he's put in my heart. Um, I'm the worst at showing excitement. My family knows that, all right? Like, I, I, I look about as excited when I'm asleep as I do when I'm awake, all right? So you're just going to have to trust my words on this, that I'm not lying to you, that I'm fired up, and uh, I'm excited. I know you, I need to tell you that, but I wore my best shirt, a new shirt. I mean, I got new pants on. I, I, I'm just, I'm excited, all right? I, I'm doing all I know to do, but uh, really what it is, what it is is kind of like a public service announcement. We interrupt our regular scheduled programming to bring you this, and that's what I'm doing today. And over the last uh, several months, really for about four months, we have prayed and we have planned and we have met and we've talked and we've put together and brought into black and white uh, ministry plans and hopes and dreams for 2022. And we've worked on the budget to support what it takes to see those ministry plans take place. And as I prayed and planned and was involved in a lot of the meetings, and I began to hear from the staff and our church leadership team about uh, things coming in 2022, I did just get more and more excited about the team that I was working with, about what it looked like God wanted to do in 2022. And I thought, this is crazy for me to just be excited by myself and you not have the opportunity to know as well uh, what I'm thinking of, what I'm praying about, what I'm hearing and, and what I see coming uh, ahead. And so really excited about what's coming in 2022, but also very encouraged about what's happened in 2021. And I want to bring those things out in front of us out loud and where this starts is with this mission that we have of being wholehearted followers of Christ. Our purpose is to bring glory to God. The way we bring the greatest glory to God, we believe, is by being wholehearted followers of Christ. Being a church that follows Him wholeheartedly, being individuals that follow Him wholeheartedly. And that word wholehearted in so many ways is, is a word that's it's, it's gotten into our fabric, it's, it's, it's who we are, it's what we talk about, and we've done that for several years. And where that came from originally was a study we did through the book of Numbers, 
And when we were working through numbers, we, we, had a, uh, we were working also on vision and future and plans for the church. And, and uh, we saw how Caleb and Joshua were described as men who were followed the Lord wholeheartedly. In particular, Caleb. And there are passages there that says God blessed him because he followed the Lord with his whole heart. And we, we came away from that saying that's the kind of follower we want to be. We don't want to be casual. We don't want to be complacent. We don't want to be half-hearted, cold-hearted. We don't want to have no heart. We want to be wholehearted in following Jesus Christ. And it was inspired by the example that Caleb had set for us and before us all those years ago recorded in the book of Numbers. Now, over the last few Days reading through the book of Jeremiah, I've learned something new about wholehearted and been deeply moved by that. Our reading plan for this year for our church had us reading in Jeremiah for the month of October and November. And reading those two months through the chapters of, of Jeremiah, I began to underline some places where I saw God's promises. And, and I invite you to take your Bibles and open them to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, just aim at Jeremiah 32, and I'm going to work around a little bit there from that point. But Old Testament book of Jeremiah, we're not in Ephesians this morning. Um, but Jeremiah 32, thinking about being wholehearted. And when I got to Jeremiah, I noticed that... Um, I'm just seeing God's promises. And if you back up a little bit, these promises and how God would commit to his people and say these statements to his people. Listen, um, in, in Jeremiah, here, here's a promise. Jeremiah 31, verse 25. It says, for I will satisfy, this is a promise from God, for I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish. Amen. That's a promise. What a great promise. I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish. Listen to Jeremiah's response in verse 26. At this I awoke and looked and my sleep was pleasant to me. What a promise. Now, I don't know, uh, some of you, if you're like really struggling to sleep right now, you're worried, you're, you're, something's on your mind and heart, here's a promise. Just tonight, before you go to bed, and Lord, satisfy my weary soul. Lord, satisfy my languishing soul. Replenish me. And, and um, ask him to give you pleasant sleep. Here's, a, here's another promise. Uh, chapter 30, verse 22. He says, uh, chapter 30, verse 22, And you shall be my people, and I will be your God. I just love that. I love that. Just personal of these verses. Listen, uh, chapter 30, verse 11. Another promise. For I am with you to save you. Amen. I am with you. To save you, declares the Lord. 
And, and there are promises like that throughout the book of Jeremiah. And, but also I was noticing God's plans. And he was laying before the people through the prophet Jeremiah God's plans. There's one particular specific way. Verse 11 of chapter 29. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You seek me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. I have plans for you. There are plans, there are promises. But I want to mention last to you, back in Jeremiah 32, God's passion. God's plans, God's promises. But I was most deeply moved in the last few days by these verses that talk about God's passion. Listen to what these verses say. Verse 38. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them one heart. And one way, that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. And listen to verse 41. I will rejoice in doing them good. And I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. That's not Jeremiah saying that. That's God. That's not Caleb living that. It's God. And for years I've I've been motivated and inspired at the thought that Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly. I want to be that kind of follower. This is the only place in the entire Old Testament that this descriptor is given of how God worked in faithfulness toward his people. And I want you to see his character. I want you to see his ways. I want you to see his passion. And realize that God himself, God himself works toward us with all his heart and with all his soul. Amazing. It's like he's looking for words here. Searching for a word to let you know that God didn't come to us as just some kind of side thought. We're not just one of God's many projects, but God's plan from the beginning was to fulfill his promises of sending a Messiah and establishing a new covenant with his people and with all his heart. Can I get an amen? With all his heart and with all his soul, whatever that means, he's saying, I'm in, I'm for you. And it's moved me and it's changed me. Yes, there's Caleb in the Old Testament and Joshua in the Old Testament that give us a great model, but they're only the model of the original. 
And today I'm moved deeply at the thought of reciprocating that back to my Heavenly Father. Of being wholehearted in my following of Him and my devotion to Him because that's exactly the way He has related to me. His whole heart and His whole soul. Now, in that, what that has done and what it's doing in my heart is it it has me just like give me 2022 give me the next days like Caleb give me that mountain and uh, wanting to be a part of what God is wanting to do when I mentioned to you there's just a lot of practical stuff coming here um When I talk about 2022, it's not something that we think about and plan for on New Year's Eve. The process of getting ready for a ministry year starts months in advance. August, September, October, November. We're doing everyday ministry, everyday meetings. But we're also, as a staff and as a church leadership team, involved in praying toward, planning for, what it looks like to do ministry in 2022 if God, if Jesus doesn't come back. We said to the staff, you got zero dollars and you got zero plans. Pray. How does God want to use you in the areas that you're leading to best fulfill the Great Commission, to best fulfill us making wholehearted followers of Christ. What does that look like? What kind of ministry plans? And then what do you need to support that in ministry dollars? And as our church family, as we give, we we build a ministry budget that serves as a guide on how those dollars would be used to support those ministry plans. And so for four months, we've been doing that. Joel, Joel Shimpo, our executive pastor, and myself, we we sat down with each of our ministry staff leaders and we talked about their plans and their budget requests. And Joel got to ask the executive questions. He's good at that. I got to ask the exciting questions. And uh, Joel would look at their plans and look at their budget requests and he would, ask, he would like, explain this. Why are you going to do this? Is that enough? Is that, that's, seems like a little much. Not this year. Yeah, okay, go back and work on, I mean, he just, I'll, man, I hate that stuff. And, uh, and here, here's what I, I, I got to, when Joel would finish, I'd say, I got one question. And I look at that staff person, I'd say, I want to know, when you think about 2022, what are you fired up about? What are you excited? What is it? You can't wait to 2022 to get started because you know this is going to be awesome. Talk to me. And so they'd give me some stuff. And last week I asked him again that same question. I said, I sent them all a note. I said, finish this statement. When I think about 2022, I get fired up about fill in the blank. And they started sending me stuff. Now, those ministry plans uh, have been put together and a ministry budget to support that. Built, reviewed, church leadership team has looked at it. They've knocked it around a little bit. We prayed over it. 
sent us back to the table, come back again for more meetings to a point to where now we're ready to recommend to the church our ministry plans and budget for 2022. Next Sunday night, December 12th at 5.30, we'll do that. Our budget that will be presented next Sunday night represents a 10% increase over last year's ministry budget. And I want to share with you uh, what, what's in there as far as ministry plans. I want to invite you as a church member to be here next Sunday night at 5.30. I think it's going to be a real time of celebration. Uh, and I know we really need a new name for it, don't we? I mean, church conference, be here at 5.30. Woo! Here we go. You know, I can't wait. Church conference. <laughs> Gotta love that. And, um, but it, it's really going to be a time for us to pray, a time for us to celebrate, a time for us to get understanding and clarity about what's coming and what's ahead. And I will do that next Sunday night at 5.30. But I can't keep all this stuff to myself. And so I want to share with you some of these things. Just sort of let the staff write the sermon this morning. And here's a few answers. I get fired up thinking about students going on mission trips. About growing our D groups for students. About parents feeling encouraged and equipped. I get get fired up thinking about students sitting under God's word every Sunday in youth main service I get fired up another one wrote students sharing the gospel I get fired up about students being in the word and being discipled I get fired up thinking about students giving their life to Jesus I get fired up thinking about camp at Snowbird next Sunday I get fired up thinking about students being on mission trips What do they get fired up about? Here's another one. Leading people in musical worship. Leading our interns that work with worship. Teaching new songs to our church. Growing our worship team. Another person wrote, I'm excited about all the new babies coming next year in preschool. And discovering new ways to minister to their moms. Get excited about the playground equipment coming to the baby toddler playground. It'll bring encouragement to preschool servants and fun to the preschoolers. And they they write by way of report, said, also want to let you know how thankful I am for the nursing mother's room. It's set up to minister to those moms who are nursing. And last Sunday, we had five ladies in there watching the 9 o'clock service while they take care of their kids. Another one wrote, I'm excited about a new year and developing younger leaders and and, and additional staff. Someone else said, I, I'm, I'm excited about College Reset Weekend, a weekend which is uh, over the weekend of Martin Luther King holiday, uh, Reset Weekend. It'll be a gathering of college students from multiple churches across Athens. Fired up about investing in 37 interns at our church. Excited about working and developing our staff through monthly trainings and conferences and conversations. Excited about investing in the next generation with new structures and new staff. Someone else said, I get fired up thinking about launching new small groups, creating monthly opportunities for newcomers to get engaged in the life of our church, and mentoring groups for men and mentoring groups for women. Someone else wrote, I'm excited about the development of a brand new volunteer community at Watkinsville First Baptist as we continue to expand the quality of our programming for each event space on our property. 
Someone said, I'm excited about service projects we have planned for senior adults and gathering our senior adults together for fellowship and starting a once a month weekday evening teaching time for our legacy group. Someone else. The possibility of our, the possibility of sending our first, and here's the key words, first long-term missionaries to the field in an effort to reach the Bing people. I'm fired up thinking about equipping and sending more college students and adults in the spring and the summer to Boston and Turkey and Nepal. I'm excited about starting a couple of small groups that will meet together to pray, to begin to strategically engage, praying toward reaching students and young adults and families in our area with the possibility of a new life-giving church being planted somewhere down the road. Another said, fired up about kids learning how to share the gospel, coming to know Christ and following him in baptism, and parents feeling encouraged and equipped to disciple their children. Another person on our staff, I love this, it's so practical, it's real. It says, I'm excited about the redesign of some existing space to provide for additional classes to you. Excited about the redesign of some existing space to provide for additional classes. Now, when I think about the redesign of some existing space on our property, um, I'm excited about what we might find in the walls when we start moving those walls. Y'all okay? Y'all with me? Anybody want to volunteer to open up some walls around here? Sweet. Read the headlines. I know that's just right over a lot of you, but just, just Google found money in the wall in Texas, and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right. Here's another one. Um, I'm excited about a Watkinsville app coming around the first of the year. We're coming into the 21st century. Amen? A Watkinsville app will be an easy one-stop place for updates and giving and Registration, sign up for events. Excited about that. Now, you don't know. You could guess. You'd probably be wrong on some of these. Who said these things? You'd be right on some of them. But I want to give you my list. I want to put my name on it because I am excited and fired up about these things. When I think about my area of ministry as a pastor, really excited about the intentional investment that we're going to make in strengthening marriages. I'm excited about addressing the counseling needs within our church, and we'll do that in three ways. We're budgeting money for financial assistance so that if money's the reason that you're saying you just cannot pursue professional counseling for a kid or a marriage or personally, we want to try to help with that. The second is, is that I'm talking to our staff, our pastors, about getting additional training to be better equipped to do pastoral counseling with people as those needs arise. It was interesting to me that after the 9 o'clock service, a lady came to me with just the biggest smile on her face. She said, she she's just attends here. She said, you're not, I, I, just gotta, I just had to come tell you, I just had to come tell you. This week, I just enrolled in, uh, to begin my degree uh, in counseling online with Liberty University. And God's, God's helping us. Here's the third way that we're addressed this, and I think this was born out of the days of COVID, but uh, we're going, we're, we're looking at 
at partnering with an online counseling service where you would be able to have counseling sessions in your home live through Zoom, that, that kind of network with biblical Christian counselors from anywhere in the nation that have been uh, vetted and approved and it would be a way in the privacy of your own home where you could do that counseling and it opens up so many avenues. There's a lot of local possibilities that we refer to but I believe this will expand what we can do in addressing the counseling needs of our family and our community. Really looking forward to the training that we'll offer to help people have spiritual conversations that can lead to them leading a person to be saved. I'm excited about the development of a brand new ministry that we'll call COPE, C-O-A-P. And it stands for Children of Aging Parents. And it'll be a ministry to where we're just still working on the, uh, the nitty-gritty of this and, and what would be the most helpful to where if you find yourself in a position of knowing and one of the great loads in my life is trying to care in a godly way for my parents who are aging, that there would be a resource within your church family to help walk with you through those days. Another is the development. The other is a special emphasis on memorizing scripture in 2022. And I'll bring to you in a few days the challenge of memorizing 52 verses over the 52 weeks of 2022 as well as a special emphasis I'm excited about of inviting our friends to our Easter services and then in January we'll call you to join with me and our church as a whole in 21 days of prayer 21 days of prayer January I'll go ahead and give you the dates January the 10th through January the 30th as we come together to seek the Lord and his face for his hand in 2022. I'm really looking forward to a new sermon series that will start the second Sunday of January. January 9th. And here's what we're doing. We're slowing down in the book of Ephesians. And on January the 9th, we're going to begin a several week series out of Ephesians 6 that we're calling Be Strong, Winning the Fight of Your Life. And Ephesians chapter 6 talks about being strong against the schemes of the enemy, against the powers of this uh, of the heavenlies and we're going to look at what it what we need in order to win that fight of our life and here's something I, I really love and thinking about it's for next fall and we're calling it the Watkinsville River Reunion a lot of times we talk about Watkinsville is like a river and what that means is is that people will come through here because of work or because of education they'll they'll be a part of uh, the community and get connected to us as a local church and then all of a sudden, you look around and somebody's saying, this is my last Sunday. Uh, Rory and Jessica Matheson did that, almost said did that to us uh, 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 last week. Uh, but but we, we celebrate that, that there's a river of people that pass through here. They fall in love with the local church. They love Jesus and they go away and they become Jesus and servants in the local church and the mission field and what we want to do next fall is have a Watkinsville River reunion specifically for those who are doing ministry as missionaries parachurch ministries on church staffs if Watkinsville is a part of your story we're saying come back on this weekend in the fall we're going to put you in host homes that's y'all 
We're going to put you in host homes, let you stay, not have your expenses, pay for your meals, tell us how you're doing, let us add value to your life and encourage you and send you back out again to do the work that God's called you to do. So excited about that next fall. And then last thing I'd mention to you is, is additional staff. In our ministry plans, we're planning for new staff. We're planning in our budget for some additional staff. And there'll be some structural changes within the everyday workings of our church. And in many ways, I hope you never even realize that. The only thing you would think is, well, I feel like I'm better equipped. I feel like I'm, I'm more encouraged. I, I, I feel like uh, our church is healthier. And that would be a part of adding these additional staff and getting everybody in the right place and the right seat on the bus as we do ministry and as we work together. But in this 2022 budget, there's some new part-time staff, there's some new full-time staff. And it's not all January 1. These, are, uh, these things are spread out over the course, some in the late winter, some in the summer, some in the early fall. It's spread out over the course of uh, the entire year. But I'll mention these positions to you. Uh, one full-time position is a community and connections director. This is a full-time staff position where we're going to say by putting resources and a person as a point person to our community, we want to minister to you. And we want to be very specific and intentional in recognizing needs and recognizing groups of people and find some way that on an ongoing basis our church can be organized to be heavily involved in caring and loving for our community. Uh, another uh, full-time person is going to be um, a new staff person called a next-gen next pastor, next-generations pastor. A full-time position that we're adding into our structure that will coach and communicate and coordinate ministry in preschool ministry, elementary ministry, middle school ministry, and high school ministry. And this will be a person that can help each of those teams uh, do better, do more, uh, and strengthen what we're doing in those areas. Another full-time position is an additional person to work with student ministry. That's 6th through 12th grade. Brooke Lovingood, Taylor Krauss doing a phenomenal job. They're helping us. They're, they're really strong, and youth ministry is really strong, and we want to add to their team with them. Um, you know that, just listen to this, in, in youth ministry alone, we're Taylor Krauss and Brooke Lovingood are working. This year, they helped register 250 teenagers in D groups. That's groups that meet once a week, doing journals and reading through their scripture. That takes 80 leaders. And so 80 leaders and 250 teenagers and all the families that go with that, that's just the folks that are here. That's not us reaching more of the thousands of teenagers that are in our community around us. And so our church leadership team and our staff is saying, let's staff for growth. Let's staff for the future. We add this next-gen pastor. We add additional staff in with youth. We're also one of the positions is a part-time position with children. And then later in the fall, a part-time position that will lead uh, worship uh, with our student ministries. So those are some staff things that are coming that I believe you're going to find to be very, very helpful in the impact of our church. Now, in closing today, 
I want you to be encouraged. I'm in. Unless Jesus comes back. I, and I know you can do a thousand different things. But be encouraged. Be encouraged about what he's done this year. In 2021. Do you know this? That in 2021, in the life of our church, we gave and we're giving now in excess of $750,000 to missions beyond our church. Three quarters of a million dollars. Listen, listen. We had, in 2021, we added 118 people to our membership roles. 118. At a time when... I hope this reverses for everybody, but in a real difficult time of COVID and trying to figure out what's going on, we're seeing our attendance now at 95 to 105% on property compared to pre-COVID attendance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Listen, we, we have, we sent 27 people to the mission field in 2021. In all of my life, here or before here, I've never been a part of baptizing more people than we have in the last 12 months. We, by the end of December, we believe that we will baptize 65 people. That's the most we've ever baptized. Praise the Lord. That's life change. Listen, I've already mentioned getting back into Nepal. Listen, let me tell you what's going on in Boston. Three years ago, we became the sending church for Kings Hill Church in Mission Hill, a community in the inner city at air of, of Boston. Jonathan Mosley, UGA grad, went to Gordon-Conwell to seminary, stayed in Boston, pastors that church. We send teams up there, some of you have been. I spoke with Jonathan this week, got his annual report, a church of zero three years ago. He said, Carlos, we're averaging 105 every Sunday now. He said, Carlos, we baptized nine this year. There's nine. He said, Carlos, 19 people have been added to our membership roles. We sent one to Turkey on mission this past summer, Carlos. And listen, he said, of our, he said, y'all do Acts 1-8. We call it love the mission, same kind of offering. Our 105, which is made up of about 70% college students, gave $30,000 to our missions offering this year. God's doing something in Boston that can only be explained by his hand be encouraged. I don't know what's got you discouraged, but if you're looking for a place to be encouraged, grab a hold of what God's doing in Watkinsville and come on, let's do it wholeheartedly. I want you to be, secondly, I want you to be engaged. Be engaged. Some of you need Jesus. You hear me up here talk, what's that guy so excited about? What, what, what's all the excitement about? It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. He will change your life. Trust him as your savior. Follow him with your whole heart. Be engaged in these days, in the coming year, in your serving. You hear me talking about a lot of these things and the spirit of God pricks your heart. I, I'm saying to be, be on alert. There's going to be opportunities for you to connect and help with these things. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. Together, with God's spirit, be engaged. Be engaged in your praying. You hear that 21 days of prayer? That's you. That's not somebody else. That's you. Be engaged in your giving. This, this budget that increases our budget over this year, 
is a 10% increase. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, in the year that we're having. Our budget for this year, I think, was about a 9% increase over last year. We're, we're meeting our budget month by month by month. Hallelujah. This is a budget for 2022 that's a step of faith. There's not a person that can just write a check and fund a $3.7 million budget. Listen, it, it's all of us. Be engaged in your giving. Be engaged in your going. And here's the last thing. Enjoy. Enjoy. Like, like enjoy your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy him. Enjoy coming to church. Enjoy getting together with people who are underneath the banner of Jesus Christ. That music you hear playing out there under the pavilion when you walked up today and that hot chocolate and coffee, that's for you. Enjoy. I mean, it's that practical. Get out there in the commons and talk about if you should have thrown it or run it or whatever. I don't know. I mean, get out there and just enjoy one another because of Jesus. He is good. He is faithful. Listen, with his whole heart, and with his whole soul, he has related to us and is relating to us faithfully. To God be the glory. Father, would you today let us um, stand on your promises. Would you let anything that is just man's plans fade away? And Lord, would you help us 100% to be a part of what are your plans? We believe that these things are, but we submit them to you for you to erase, for you to multiply. We want to enjoy you above all. In Jesus' name, amen.